0: Hey friends, it's Mark James. It is ten past eight on a Saturday night and I've got to be honest and say I'm having a really weird Saturday. (laughs) I took Joshua over to her grandparents' house, as you know, yesterday, dropped him off and (sighs) wow, Um, got up this morning, woke up at half six. Sarah and I both fell asleep on the couch again last night at 10.30. I mean, we really are party animals. Got up at 6.30, because that's when I woke up, and uh, Sarah was already up, she'd been up since 5, she 's been, been waking up super early, and she had work, and I had basically nothing on, so I walked to work with her, and uh, we had a row on the way to work, <laughs> not really a row, just me being a dick as always, and her... Having perfectly fine points, but not wanting to talk about something, and me wanting to talk about it. I should point out, it wasn't a row about our marriage or anything. It was a row about the concept of labour distribution throughout the workforce. (laughs) (laughs) I'll come back to it. But, um, yeah, so did that. Then left her at work, and I walked... Around town a bit. And then I realised that my Fitbit. For some reason had randomly reset. Halfway through the day. So my Fitbit right now. It's not even on. The battery's dead. So my Fitbit hasn't counted a huge amount of my steps today. I've done like 25,000 steps at least. Because I walked up towards the football club. Not all the way to it. But close. And um, yeah. My Fitbit's not even on at the minute. So never mind. Um, I came home. And. I wanted to play Call of Duty with my pals, but they're all busy. So I watched um, watched a bit of football news and stuff like that on the TV and just kind of floated about the house. Some stuff got delivered for the show. I'm so close now. I'm like a couple of things away from the show being fulfilled and having all the props, which is super exciting. Um, so that happened. And then I made... So um, what did i make oh i made a toasty because i'd already mixed cheese and branson pickle yesterday so i used the last of that that i'd made and I had a couple of toasties and then for lunch later on i had uh, this vegetarian chicken fake chicken that sarah had made into a uh, sweet and sour chicken curry thing and honestly i couldn't tell when she spoke to me later on on the phone and said and i told her i'd eaten that and she went oh the fake chicken i went the what and she went the fake chicken i honestly had no idea it wasn't real meat i couldn't tell at all it was delicious so, I mean, the texture was a little bit different, but I would just put that down I haven't been in the microwave, so I really didn't notice. And then uh, right now I'm cooking. I've got some focaccia flatbread things out. I'm cooking some uncooked chicken that was in the fridge, some chicken breasts. I've got a bit of um, onion, hummus. I've put really, really spicy sauce that I got bought by someone at a show like a year and a bit ago as a gift. Um, really, really spicy chili sauce on the chicken. And I got some chips in, so... And that's what's happening. I'm waiting for that to cook, and I'm watching An Idiot Abroad, which is a show that I always find really funny starring Carl And So I'm on episode two of season three of that Um obviously Ricky Gervais is a producer on that for people who were never heard of it that's the person who's involved so you'll immediately be able to find it or whatever so um yeah I'm basically doing that and I'm waiting for some friends to want to play Call of Duty or for Sarah to get home or oh yeah so why isn't Sarah home and that'll bring us around at the morning she is having some after work drinks with her workmates obviously you know they're I guess there's some of it will be celebrating that she got the manager job, the assistant manager job, but um, she's, she, they, this was planned before that happened, so I'm sure they're all thrilled about it because they were all thrilled, um, which I guess shows you know a lot of Sarah's character that the people who she works with were happy that she's been promoted. That's a nice thing, and now they've all gone to one of her workmates' houses, and as far as I'm aware, they're sitting in the garden and drinking, and Sarah's got a bottle of Bacardi, and all is well. So, I'm a, I'm on my own. I'm a lonely boy. It really has been weird. I mean, from saying goodbye to Sarah, at, you know, five to nine this morning, I don't think I've had a phone call with anyone, apart from I played one game of Call of Duty with Tom, but then he was going out because he's got a life because he's in his mid-20s, early 20s, in fact, my friend Tom. And so, that's it. I literally spoke to him for... The 20 minutes that we played Call of Duty and that aside, I've been on my own today and I actually haven't minded it. It's quite cathartic, isn't it? When you're constantly surrounded by people and in conversation, having a day completely by yourself is all right. I've listened to basically every episode. I've said basically a lot in this podcast, weirdly. Um, I've listened to every episode of the Match of the Day podcast now, apart from a couple I've listened to, finished the Peter Crouch podcast, which had an interview with Patrick Bamford, which I thought was really interesting, the Leeds player. And um, yeah, I've just spent time stewing in my own juices, just, you know, sitting and sort of trying to get on with my own company. So let's talk about the three things that have happened. The route with Sarah, the thing that we were talking about is a, is. She often brings her work home with her. You'll have heard me mention this many times before about, you know, oh, Sarah's doing work or she's in the living room doing some work, or whatever. And I'm of the opinion that if you have... Now she's obviously going to be on a wage. She's got a slightly different job role and the company got bought out by a bigger company and so she's going to be on a new contract. And I think if you're waged, there's an expectation that some of your work takes place at home. You know, you're on a salary and so your job takes the amount of time that it takes and everyone is into that agreement understanding what it is. But if you're paid hourly, which previously she was and currently still is, then as a lot of people are, let's take Sarah out of the equation because actually it's not a fair comparison. All people who are paid hourly, I don't believe that you should be really bringing your work home because if you can't get the work done in the hours that you're being paid for, then you can't get the work done. If you are working with good conscience at work and not slacking off, then the work gets done in the hours you're getting paid for. You're not consigned. Your contract is that you'll work between, you know, nine and five, Monday to Friday, and the work gets done at the pace it gets done. And if it doesn't get done, then that's not your issue as an hourly paid employee to sort out. That is an issue for the people who own that company to recognize and then say, actually, our growth or productivity is being stifled By the fact that we don't have enough employees. You can't expect, you know, just for instance, five employees. If five employees are employed to do 20 hours work a week, that's 100 hours work. If 120 hours work needs doing, you shouldn't expect those five employees to do an extra four hours a week at home. What you need is another 20 hour a week employee. That was good maths there, wasn't it, by the way? And by those five employees doing that extra work at home, Not only do they overwork themselves unnecessarily, they contribute to a society that puts expectation on employees to do work at home that they're not being paid for. And Sarah said to me, well, nobody forces me to, I want to. And I'm of the opinion that, yeah, for all, I just saw a bit of a showdown on the street. Two ice cream vans both bipping at each other. It was like the sort of Godfather Wars that you never really know exist. That was when they've both put their chimes on. Two ice cream vans both going opposite ways down the street and they beeped at each other and they looked like there was a bit of a row. That was weird. Anyway, where was I? So, um, yeah, the, those employees, they may not feel like they're being forced to work at home, but society and expectation and tradition and all of those other things combine to make them feel forced to do it at home. Sure, your boss doesn't say to you, hey, you better do this work when you're at home, but expectation created by an unrealistic society and a a capitalism that is propagated by the bosses not necessarily being willing to take on more employees because it harms um, profit, that is the thing that makes you do that extra work. And so, it's not for you at the bottom of the chain, realistically, to make sure that those millionaires who own these companies are making the most amount of profit they can make. Because in other businesses where, you know, money is being made by the owner, generally the owner works at that business. But once businesses grow massive, the owner hasn't turned up to the individual businesses for years on a lot of occasions. And actually at the place where Sarah works, The owner does have a a real hand in the business, and they're frequently uh, praised as being one of the top employers. And she was told by one of the bosses that they don't expect people to work at home and they shouldn't be working at home, which is a whole new thing because they've got, like I said, they've got new bosses, which I find fascinating. That's amazing. What a fantastic company. And that I feel is what they should be doing. So if you're in an employed job and you're getting paid hourly, know if you get £10 an hour to work eight hours a day that £80 that you get covers (laughs) the maths today is through the roof isn't it covers the hours that you're at work as soon as you do twice as much work now you're not on £10 an hour you're on £5 an hour or as soon as you do half as many hours at home as you do at work suddenly now you're on £7.50 an hour and you wouldn't take that job for £7.50 an hour so don't Drop your own wage by doing the job for more hours than you're getting paid for. The maths of that to me is very simple. And Sarah and I were having a row about it this morning. And we weren't disagreeing on the point. What we were disagreeing about was the fact that I wanted to talk about it. And she wanted to enjoy walking to work in the morning sun like she does every day when I'm not there. Pissing her off about stuff she doesn't really give a fuck about. (laughs) So, Sarah, if you're listening to this, I'm deeply sorry I'm, I am a knob, and I know I am, so I apologize, um, you know. But her saying, I don't really want to talk about it, was perceived by me, that's my oven beeping, by the way, was perceived by me, not as her not wanting to talk about it, but as her disagreeing with what I was saying. So I just kept constantly saying what I thought over and over again. And as you can imagine, that just annoyed her even more. So I've got to get chicken and chips out of the oven. That's a classic combo, isn't it? Chicken and chips. Can you hear the roar of my oven as I open it? The fan. The chips don't quite look like they're cooked. I'm gonna give them another minute. Oh, I got cheese to put on them as well. Um, I'm gonna shout while I just put the cheese on these chips. Bear with me, friends. God, right. Um, So what else did I wanna tell you? Well, The other thing I wanted to tell you is that I had quite a strange experience today. I was posting something to a friend as a favor. um, And during that posting, there's someone in front of me in the post office and they were on a FaceTime call to somebody. And that person was a girl sitting on a bed in her underwear, putting her makeup on. Now, he was obviously having a conversation with her prior to posting this stuff, but didn't know that she, that he was waving her around all over the shop. He had her in his hand, and at one point, he put the phone on his shoulder face up while he sorted something out, and then at another point, he put the phone down on the counter, but leaning, leaning so that, like you would lean it, you know, ordinarily to, to talk, but so that everybody in the bloody post office could see this girl sitting in her underwear doing her makeup, and... Clay, I mean, and they were both probably in their forties, if I had to guess. <laughs> so it was quite naive, you know, for someone to be. I just was bizarre. I don't. I don't even know what to say about it. She wasn't paying any attention. He wasn't paying any attention. And I, I mean, there was a very embarrassed look on the face of the older woman who was queuing next to me. So that was that. There was another thing I wanted to talk about. I even made notes. That's how much I love you. Uh, face on per working per. Oh yeah, my work makes nothing. Well, you know what. That's a, that's a conceptual idea about how the creativity, the industry that I work in doesn't actually churn out a product. As soon as it's made, it's gone. But I'll talk more about that tomorrow. There's a lovely pink sky tonight, you know. I'm just looking out into the garden. And across the top of the houses around me, I can see that the sky is just going a nice light pink, which will probably deepen as the sun continues to go down because of the way that, you know, the, the different colours that you perceive are because of the light beams being actually different lengths. And um, so when you see a red sky, it's because the angle of the sun and the way that it comes through the atmosphere alters the lengths of the light waves and it makes that pigment, I believe. I don't know, I think that's true. Anyway, um, have a pleasant night, friends. I feel lovely because of that sky. That sky's cheered me right off. Not that I need cheer cheering, I was in a good mood already. And I hope you are. Have a great rest of the Saturday and Sunday. Speak to you tomorrow, friends.